Bree Pruitt, we made you watch Mars Needs Moms. What is your major compliment for this movie? My major compliment is the montage at the beginning of the film of moms momming. <laughs> and some of those <laughs> just tableaus are horrific monster yeah. children yeah. throwing ice creams, throwing tantrums. And then one mom effectively telling a kid to take the garbage out. Yeah, that was the most. They were they were Martians who were looking. They're shopping for a mom. And the nice, the best mom they found was one who was like, take out the trash. And the kid was like, okay. That was it. That was what. That's that was when it worked. I mean, you only you're looking for a mom that you know is good at apparently spanking babies in mass, right? Because it's the only thing those robots seem to do. Yeah. So when you're looking when that's your low bow, you're going like getting them to take out the trash. It's like if she can get she can get that little snot to take out the trash, she can totally raise a cold totalitarian <laughs> alien people. Yeah. What a weird need, uh, Katie. Katie Wynn, what's your major compliment? Uh, I would say the lot of the movie kind of went along with some really like stereotypical heteronormative gender roles. Yeah. The the portrayal of the male Martians as the nurturing fathers was very touching. And there's one point when they zoomed in and all these hairy alien males are holding these hairy alien babies. And, uh, yeah, you know, like, that's fun. yeah, no one was like, oh, are they babysitting for the weekend? They're like, no, these are the parents here. Yeah. So the one time they got rid of the bullshit heteronormative stuff was when they were like, dads are the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. This is a shining Maybe moment. let's make a movie about just them, huh? <laughs> Mars needs dads. I mean, for a movie that had mom in the title, it really was Mars needs this cool kid and his old creepy dude friend. How much money do you think this movie would have had to have made for there to be a Mars Needs Dads? Oh, God. Uh, Not very much, I bet. I mean, yeah. it ruined so many lives because it <laughs> lost so much money. But uh, if it had broken even, there would have been a Mars Needs Dads. But at least they invented Snapchat. What? I mean, isn't it looks like Snapchat, oh, all the like, filters. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I thought you were just saying a thing that I uh, did not know that was importantly true. Like, Nope. Seth Green went on to found... Anyway, uh, my major compliment is... Um, Oh, uh, okay. So this movie, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, computer animated by motion capture, uh, which is why it looks like such a nightmare. So they took some actors and put dots on their faces and made them act. The camera's really close, and that is way more interesting than the movie. And I'd been wa- I'd paused the movie to watch some making of, and I was like, "Wow, these are so cool! This is better than the movie," which wouldn't count as a compliment for the movie until the credit sequence when they were like, "Let's put a bunch of the motion capture behind the scenes stuff," because that's better than the movie we just showed you. And it was so much fun to watch them like do tumbling routines and be on wire acts and see. I almost took that as like maybe it's just my headspace. By the time I was done with this movie, but them coming out and being like, "Hey, we didn't have any fun making this either. All right, we had <laughs> this sucked just as much for us. Like, you see all this hood work we put into it, like putting all these little yeah. You thought you had an unpleasant time? Try hanging out in these." black suits for three hours 16 hours a day what if we gave you computer recognizable freckles how would you like that (laughs) all right anthony that's you you're the last one my Um, major compliment i mean i often uh, not often but you know every once in a while i have a you have a whole time like kind of explaining what the uncanny valley is to someone i'm so glad i i now have a thing to point to i now have like like the ultimate you have an opportunity right now begs the question What is the in- uncanny valley? The yeah. uncanny valley is a um, 
a uh, thing in special effects and animation, uh, which is or like with robots or anything. So there is like if you imagine a graph of like people's ability to get like empathetic responses from fake things. Right. There's a certain point when things become like, oh, like, oh, you, like they can get more and more realistic while still getting a good response. But then there's a valley. There's a like a sharp drop off when things get too real yes. that because they're yeah. so close to being real, but they're just off in little ways. It becomes very hard to have any kind of empathetic response to these things. Uncanny Valley is a fancier way of saying like creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But not quite good. Like it's creepy so good that, that it's creepy. It's, but it's about like anthropomorphic, like yeah. seeing yourself yes. in like machines and robots. And yeah, stuff. it's you know, it's that as stuff gets closer, it's very easy to like sort of like you know uh, ignore the small things that make it different because it's, it's like a cartoon. But then once it gets, there's like this small window that is just if anything in there, just it weirds you out, makes you creepy. You know, I mean, not unlike Beauty and the Beast live action that we just saw yeah. when yeah. it being realer made it the story narrative Absolutely. super creepy. Yeah, totally true. Theme of Read and yeah. Weep. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or like, you know, like Disney does this a lot. Like you have like even in like Rogue One last year, I think, yeah. you know, like uh, there was like some real uncanny with the uh, guys there. With the fake uh, yeah, fake people. Yeah, the fake people. The uh, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, who was uh, CG. entirely CG, but was meant to look like uh, he was normal. And then uh, yeah. young Princess Leia. Yeah, like well, the example I usually, before this, would point to, which I still think is a really good one, but it's like Jeff Bridges and Tron Legacy. Like the young Jeff Bridges. Oh, a lot. That's, that's so co- Sorry to cut you off. But yeah, that's so common right now is they're like, oh, we can just make you young. We'll just yeah. uncanny value you as a young that. person. I also haven't seen Cloud Atlas. That's a similar thing, right? Mm. Well, I mean, that's more. They do that. They that's more like racism. Yeah, I mean, they just pity. yeah, yeah. I can see how you get confused. <laughs> yeah, that's can just, we do that instead movie? of the uncanny valley. That is the racist plateau. Yeah. It's like you ever ever want to see Hale, ha, uh, Halle Berry play an Asian woman? Because you get that in that movie. <laughs> we already we already watched it for this podcast, oh, dang. and yeah. it. Oh, I hated it. Well, then I, yeah. like many of the listeners, should direct themselves to that episode. <laughs> Perfect. All right, I'm going to cut that there. And also, I know I can't throw my head back in laughter. There's a wall there. (laughs) (laughs) I just laughed so hard at that joke that I hurt my head. Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, and TV. Always have been. Always will be. That's mostly for you, I think, right yeah, now. Yeah, I get it. Um, anyway, I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Underthing Falcone. And I have a really cool all-star panel today. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter, PT2. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez. I'm here. I'm wearing a T-shirt of my mom just because you never know when you're going to need one of those. <laughs> he was wearing a shirt. This is the guy, the old guy. Yeah, yeah. He's wearing a T-shirt or a sweatshirt of him and his mom hanging out. Yep, that that's, was is what he sleeps in. That's what he knows. Sl- that's what he gets kidnapped in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Because right? he's not old enough one. to have made that shirt. That means mom bought that shirt for him. Yep. Yeah, I say that's one of my favorite things. Like, <laughs> why? How do you end up with that as a plot point in your movie? Why don't you just give him like a picture? Like they made it so much more complex. Mm. Like I sent you a, a video you did, I didn't see of it. one sorry. of my. F- the craziest piece of animation I've ever seen in a movie is when he pulls the T-shirt out of his hoodie. Yeah, out of and his it's front like pocket? it's obviously not in there. He was <laughs> carrying this T-shirt around, 
It's just like I think this one is like the funniest, most insane pieces of animation I've ever seen. Also joining us today, uh, making her read and weave debut, it's at KT Nuggin. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. It's, people don't say Twitter handles out loud all the time, but KT Nuggin uh, on Twitter, it's Katie Wynn. Hey, what's up? Hey, dude. Um, and then uh, joining us uh, again, uh, one of our read and weave favorites, at Bree Pruitt. No punctuation, no fake names, just Bree Pruitt on Twitter. It's Bree Pruitt. It's not spelled simply. But I am here, <laughs> right? And I am, uh, I am wearing uh, alien dreadlocks, which is super <laughs> appropriation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually because they're white dreadlocks and they're alien dreadlocks. It's interplanetary appropriation. <laughs> yeah. Intergalactic planetary appropriation. <laughs> intergalactic. So, uh, for those of you listening at home uh, pro- probably don't know this. Because uh, even though this is our first time as a complete panel on Read It and Weep, this is not our first time hanging out and talking, you guys, because these three incredibly funny people and myself make up uh, the comedy supergroup Earthquake Hurricane, performing every Wednesday in Portland, Oregon at 7 p.m. at the liquor store, which is a bar, not a liquor store. And I met somebody who went in there thinking it was a liquor store the other day. Mm-hmm. So that Let is a people know. problem. Yeah. So we're trying oh, to get the word out. We got drinks, nachos, comedy. Yeah. Every Wednesday at 7. It seems like, it, that would be like, that's like if a restaurant was called the grocery store, it would be very confusing. Like I you mean, can technically buy food there, but it's just not the There's that right. restaurant in Portland called Farm. Yeah, that is confusing. <laughs> what if somebody was there like, hey, I'm here to buy a pig? <laughs> And the liquor store does is technically does sell liquor, yes. just in very small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're paying retail. For yeah, it. yeah. Not, exactly. not well, even. What am I supposed to do? I'm having a party in 20 minutes. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I guess give me a thousand gin and tonics. <laughs> I brought uh, my own bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you have to get you get cups of it yeah. and yep. pour it into a bottle so you can take it out. Hurry, hurry. <laughs> all right, so uh, we were we were the all ice is melting. <laughs> this is episode number 386. Of the podcast. We've now done as many episodes as the number of comments on this Jezebel article I found about acronyms on message boards uh, for women trying to conceive. Oh, my God. Which, of course, the acronym for that is TTC, trying to conceive. Okay, I got to know. I've heard you say a lot of these. Yeah. That how did you end up there? Well, so how? okay, here's how this works. I just Google news search for the number, so like 386 search news. Okay, and what happens is within the first ten pages, there's usually something good. Yeah, you but look it, through ten pages. Yeah, and what's funny about Google searches, if you didn't know this, when you get to fifteen pages, if you click on like the fifteenth O in Google yeah. at the bottom, it says you have to click the "I'm not a robot" because it's like. No human would want to look at this many <laughs> stupid search results. Like, it knows you shouldn't be there. Um, but, yeah, so sometimes I don't find a good one. And what happens is it does find a lot of dumb news. So it'll have a lot – like, that doesn't have anything to do with the number. Like, it'll be a news story, and it's like, if you if found, please call the phone number, 386. Yeah. So sometimes there's dumb. And then this one was – I was like – I clicked on it because I thought it was funny, and I was reading it. I was really enjoying it. And then I was like, wait, where's this number? And so I controlled F, and it was just the number of comments. So Google had found that. <laughs> So a little behind the scene. Yeah. So so, uh, obviously TTC is the acronym for trying to conceive. And now I want to play really briefly before we get back to the show. A game. I'm going to give you an acronym. You guys tell me what it's for, what it stands for. So AIH in the TTC community. What's AIH stand for? And that's for women who are trying to conceive babies. Um, This one's maybe too hard. Adoption in home. Very good guess. Good guess. Not not none of those words are adoption in house, meaning I had a baby put in there. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Uh, one more guess. Wait, what was it? A I H. 
Well, I'll give you uh, maybe this. I'm uh, sorry. AI they use a lot, and it can uh, for this process. Assist and in fertility. Close. Anal isn't helpful. It's very close. No, it's Assistance in fertility. Artificial insemination oh. with husband's sperm. So oh. AI they say a lot, but AI H. Okay, is give me with another him. one. Hit me. Um, okay, this is uh, a this is a, an activity that the couple might do. Uh, when they're TTC, and the acronym is just BD. Like they might bear down, <laughs> bed down. <laughs> you guys are cl- so like yeah the, the phrase bear dick, bear dick. That's close. Bear dick. Yeah. That's not it. My uh, favorite type bear of back. pastry. Uh, no, it's uh, raw dog. It's baby <laughs> dancing, which is what they call having sex on the board. They're like, oh, we're baby dancing. Oh my god! It's, it's when that you're having sex, but is... for the purpose of conception, not for fun. That's a euphemism too far. I, I like to call that a good old doing it Mike Pence style. You know, <laughs> this is a uh, reason number three hundred eighty-six of why I'm not having children. Because <laughs> of these people. Because I think engaging in this culture sounds so lame. It Go does ahead. sound intense. Here's I, okay. I appreciate people want to have kids, but here's just, one I, I after you've had a kid, but you're still actively working on the message board. You might be N A K. And I'll not nursing, actively conceiving. Nursing away from keyboard. Oh, <laughs> that's so close. It's nursing at keyboard. At you, keyboard. I'm going to give you full points yeah. for that. So that's when you're nursing while you're message boarding. That's because AFK means away from exactly. keyboard. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, two more. Um, uh, so if you are... Uh, if you're in this process, but you're not quite as serious about it as some other people, you might be NTNP. NTNP? Not that into pregnancy? Oh, that's pretty <laughs> close. That's pretty close. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Both the N's are nots. Not to... What was it? NTNP? Yeah. Not to nitpick. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. You're good at this. That's not, not even close to the right, but that's a good one. You were close for the first time. They're both not? Yeah. This one is, I like oh, this. Oh, not it, trying, not pregnant? Oh, so close. Not trying, not preventing. So oh. it's where you're just kind of like. It's your joke. We'll have some sex and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, people say a lot, we, we've we removed the goalie. Removed yeah, the yeah. Goalie. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. My, that's my sister's thing. Premise. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, GF. Uh, this is a thing that some uh, people who are trying to get pregnant might be. Getting fucked. <laughs> Good guess. Got fallopian. Good guess. Got fetus. Uh, it's gluten free. I don't know why they <laughs> included this. They put. I don't know why Jezebel included that on the list of pregnancy message I board. I hate you. Uh, no, I know, but I was like going through. The, this was Jezebel's list of acronyms, and they include well, that I one. I was like, it. I don't know why you needed to say that. Babies are gluten free, right? <laughs> I guess technically when they start. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Then you put all the gluten in them. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Stuff them like a Christmas Yeah, they goose. slap the butt, and then they inject gluten into them, and then they're ready to go home. So speaking of parenting-related <laughs> uncontrolled shuddering, this week we're talking about the 2011 Disney animated mega flop Mars Needs Moms. Uh, that was a long way to go for that, but uh, that's what we did. Anyway, so why are we watching Mars Needs Moms? Because it is deep month on the podcast, and this is one of the deepest... Uh, pockets the deepest losses in film history is in the top five biggest losses in film history this film lost between 100 and 200 million dollars depending on who you ask um which is a lot of money it also uh it was so bad that it shuttered the studio the studio the studio folded um which was owned by disney but it was called image movers digital 
And when they uh, Disney had purchased them, this movie was so bad, l- closed down that studio, laid off 450 people. What? No. Uh, and the only reason why it's not as big of a deal for Disney is because they also had John Carpenter in that general time. And John so they Carter. Were, John Carter. Uh, <laughs> John Carter from the Mars. If they had John Carpenter, we'd be in a totally different situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, John Mars Carpenter's would, Mars yeah. needs yeah. moms. John Carpenter made Ghost of Mars, so, so yeah. Ma- six degrees of Mars. Yeah. Anyway, a uh, lot of r- lives were ruined by this terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. You guys may know them also. Uh, the Image Movers Digital. They also did Polar Express, which is also Uncanny Valley bullshit. And, and Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And a How Christmas did that Carol. movie do? It did better than it did okay. money. I mean, it was that was like the first of like Robert Zemeckis's like motion capture thing. Yeah. So it did enough that he did like what four or five of these movies before. It was just those three. He just did these three. Well, he did he did Polar Express. He did Christmas Carol. And he, oh Beowulf, they didn't count as a full. That was like wasn't that motion capture part of it? No, that no, was all motion capture as well. Oh okay, that was on the list too. I thought it, anyway. I got confused. Yeah, it's Robert Zemeckis who's done some great shit. Yeah, and then apparently he was like. I'm putting it all on red, but instead of red, it was creepy-looking, terrible CG motion capture. He put his whole career onto this and lost a ton of money. For yeah. those of you out there who are wondering what this looks like but are not willing, it, you need to know it looks like Snapchat. Part of that <laughs> technology had to have gone, gone to Snapchat because it's, it looks like a filter. It looks like a face-changing filter. Yeah. It know? looks so bad. It looks yeah. so bad. There's a part where uh, early on where the boy is trying to emote uh, like he's real sad in bed and it just like his face just kind of shakes and mm-hmm. it's just it's, like it's when a snapchat fails yeah yeah <laughs> you guys don't we're clearly not snapchat yeah, yeah know. i know that's what i'm saying is like it's 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 ex- it looks exactly like when face changing the little boy looks weird and in particular god lover joan cusack looks yeah. painfully weird oh, yeah. because that's not her, her face no i think her face particularly did not take and then also the way they animated, because they laid like a layer of like stubble and texture yeah, yeah. Yeah. on the. Mo- it's not like it's exactly the person's face, but for whatever reason, the like moms look bizarre yeah. and sort of like like non gendered. Like I don't know if you guys noticed that, and and then gender is kind of what the movie is about, which is you know weird and yeah. dumb yeah. for Disney to even <laughs> take a stab at that. And for that to be sort of a weird look of this androgynous mom look, it was just it was it was interesting. So I'm gonna say the the look of the film is awful, and that's one of the reasons why it lost money. Uh, it's a bad movie. That's another reason. Mm-hmm. But the title is the worst title I've heard. For, like, there's no yeah. way. No man, Mars. There's no way I could that I was gonna like a movie called Mars Needs. I just I just I was like, oh, that sounds like a terrible movie. Well, here's the problem. No one gives a shit about moms. Oh, I that is the sad truth. I think who's who's that movie for kids? You think kids want to see a movie about their moms well, getting kidnapped and like see, murdered? I, I would have like, been into that. It centers moms yeah. though, which is really yeah. weird. I mean, yeah, honestly, that's... the whole flavor of the, like the centering of moms, it's it felt weird because we don't see a lot of movies like that. Well, it's yeah. kind of like it's a different version of like, uh, oh, you don't eat vegetables. Well, there's kids in Africa who are starving. It's <laughs> like you don't appreciate your mom. Martians <laughs> need moms. <laughs> they desperately but they need. Will. But they yeah. need that because their matriarch is evil and got rid of all the moms. Well, that's also yeah. very centric. Like, this was clearly I don't know. I didn't do the research to see who wrote it, but it was very mom centric. You've got the mom who's unappreciated, whose kid disrespects her, yeah. and you have the who's the good the good person, and then the bad person is a mom who is fed up raising kids, just yeah. wants to outsource yeah. it, wants to get a nanny. 
Danny. Yeah. Like, these are both oh, sides this of whole moms. Thing is, this whole thing is a, against uh, against daycare. This is just to attack moms who have other jobs. It's all and about have the working moms. Yeah. That's a lot of, you know, Disney yeah. does that a lot. They underpin, you know, hella patriarchy, you know. Well, and so the, this is based on a, a book. Uh, yeah, I saw that. From, anyway, but th- this is a great discussion, so I hate to cut it off, but I do. It's, uh, Im- I think, important for people who have not seen the movie yeah. to give them a little more grounding. So today's Let's summary, uh, I'm going to be reading from kidsinmind.com. So this is, <laughs> this is one of those uh, websites that uh, like breaks down a movie so as a parent you can decide whether or not it's for you to bring your kids to. Um, and th- this was suggested by a uh, friend of the show, Kyle, on Twitter, who said, in my opinion, nothing is funnier than someone who purports to be offended by sex and violence, obsessively cata- cataloging every inch of skin or drop of blood in every movie. So that's what Kids in Mind does. So let me read you briefly from Kids in Mind about the film Mars Needs Moms. After a boy, voiced by Seth Green, uh, After Boy's mother is kidnapped, voiced by Joan Cusack, from Earth by Martians in need of mothering skills. He must work with a new friend, vo- voiced by Dan Fogler, to free his mom while gaining a new impre- appreciation for the work she does. And that's kind of a nicer way to say it. I don't feel like I got that exactly. Because um, it's more like he has to learn to love. Anyway, um, uh, Kids in Mind gave this film, uh, out of 10, a 1 for sex and nudity. Pretty low. Um, and it, and the details were a man and a female alien exchange flirtatious looks. The man blushes. That's not the worst part. It was, and not that it's a bad part, but she's got a juicy booty. That alien. Yeah, yeah. So that's true too. Uh, he was gonna fuck that alien, right? Oh, like yeah. that's yeah, yeah. He this is how I would have said this: is sexu- sexuality too? Dude's gonna fuck that alien lady. Yeah. Like yes, he he's gonna have to go back and explain the concept of sex that like a eleven year old understood at the time. Like, right. It's right because well, he's never had any sex ed, and yeah. because their babies are born out of the dirt, so she might not know sex either. Yeah. Well, yeah, because at first I was like, this is really messed up. Like it seems like there's you know like some weird you know like Mary Kay Letourneau kind of thing going on here because she technically is an adult and he's got the mind of a child. But then I realized like yeah, she has also lacked yeah education in the family way. Also, they might have different parts, and also they've never had a conversation. But but they're like, oh, we're in love now. We're going to fuck. Well, and she just likes his the way he changes color. And I feel like it's the <laughs> kind of thing where he's like reading too much into it. Well, if she likes blood rushing to his face, she's going to love boners. It's going to change all about color. Boners. It does change color. But he's so good at red and inflated. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, it also mentions, yeah, for, for nudity uh, or sex nudity, female aliens wear tight uniforms that reveal their curves. Baby aliens are seen not wearing clothes. Their bare buttocks covered in hair is seen from multiple occasions. There's a hot golden shower scene near the end. A Do man, they include that? And a man jokes that he has a sexy tan. Yeah, and then there's the golden showers. Um, it also got a four for violence and gore. And this one is very long, so I can't read all of them. But um, we see a woman strapped to a gurney before being vaporized after a ray of light hits her. That's legit. That does yeah, yeah. happen. They Scary. have an outline, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a boy grabs a woman lying on a gurney and pulls her just before a large needle delivers a bolt of lightning that presumably would have vaporized the woman. It singes just, her hair. It singes her it hair. It singes her hair. A boy accidentally hits his head on the ceiling while adjusting to walking in low gravity. I don't know if that one should be there, too. Like, vaporize a lady, almost vaporize a lady, head bump. Gravity, mm-hmm. anti-gravity goes against God's will. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, and then, uh, uh, so profanity of one, because there's one mild an- anatomical term. And the exclamations, heck, shut up, gosh, and nuts, <laughs> as well as name calling, including stinker, idiot, chachi, crazy, jerk. I don't know if chachi even counts. 
Anyway, there's also um, a substance use. We see a clip of a television program featuring two young people who act under the influence of drugs. No drugs are actually featured. Okay. And then the message is, always appreciate you and love your family. It's also, uh, it's one a little net, nitpick right at the beginning of the, uh, not voiced by Seth Green. Performed oh by Seth Green. Oh my was, God. But, yeah. Let's talk about this. I do want to talk about this. Yeah. I hate to put it off any longer, okay. but I do want to talk a little bit more about uh, um, the this particular website, uh, Kids in Mind. Because I was like, if that's, if that's what's violent for, what is John Wick 2? It's got to be a 10, right? Turns out 9. It turns huh. out um, the, the fun murder comedy from 2016 in which he murders everybody he reloads a shotgun in a guy's chest nine you can't even get to 10 with that whereas also funny they're saving it march of the penguins got a three for sex because (laughs) quote a male and female penguin snuggle nuzzle and hug tenderly with hug being in quotes and also this is a quote from the website we hear that the penguins look for a mate and they are monogamous so, <laughs> did Racing. you Google March of the Penguins to see? Uh, Kyle told me that that was his favorite one. I did not. <laughs> I wasn't just like who how titillating. Um, anyway, so thanks, Kyle, for that suggestion. Um, and please do enjoy uh, Kids in Mind for your summering needs. Okay, now uh, let's talk about Seth Green. You're so angry about this. Seth Green, number one credit in this film for playing Milo, the precocious youth. And you're like looking and you're like, man, he does kind of look like Seth Green, right? Yeah. M- the m- motion capturing. Yeah. But he doesn't sound like Seth Green. They're like, oh, right. that they must have used some sort of voice changing software. And then you find out that it was a separate child voicing Seth Green's part the also whole time. Also named Seth. How? Well, that was required. In yeah. the world, is Seth Green still top billed? Seth Green's agent must be a witch for him <laughs> to have gotten paid for this movie for just being the body yeah. of a child. Which this is not? insane. Yeah. The fuck, the fact that Seth Green had the balls to even show up at the premiere, which I just looked at IMDb and saw that he did with a woman who was like a foot taller than him. Yeah, I have to say. Kudos, Seth Green. Yeah. Well, so the reason why it's voiced by a child and not Seth Green is because they listened to it and they hated it. They Makes didn't like sense. his voice. And so he they were like they were like, you know, we can't use this. He sounds too mature. So they tried to run it through some filters and they were like, Well no, this sounds worse. Let's just bring in a child named Seth to replace him. Yeah, we have enough money to either fix the awful look of this movie or hire <laughs> a second voice actor. Well, you know, that's why I get hired to make the bit tough decisions yeah. for hiring another Seth. It's Look. like the entire universe was trying to get this movie not to be made. Yeah. Well, what you what yeah. don't tell you about why he's so top billed is that he did his own stunts, and Seth Green is actually trained in low gravity jumping. <laughs> uh, so. They needed to find a Seth that could do that. Yeah. The child also trained in that just didn't get to do it. Yeah. It's like how when they when they they La La Land was developed for Emma Watson, and then she couldn't do it, and so they got Emma Stone to do it. It's like once you commit it to was? a yeah, once you commit to a know. first name, you can only use actors yeah, with that name. That's mm-hmm. true. That's part of the union. Yeah, this <laughs> is a very strong union. The Seth's union. <laughs> SAG. Yeah, Seth, the Seth, Seth Actors Guild. The Seth Guild. Actors Guild. Nice. You're so good at acronyms. Thanks. Also, that stands for sex. We're about to get if you're on that forum. <laughs> Uh, so what's okay? So it feels like this is where we do a feels dump normally, where we just mm. just like what's your general gut feeling about this? I'm assuming none of you. Well, an- I'm assuming. Sorry, Anthony. I'm assuming you knew a lot about this movie going in. Uh, I'm assuming the rest of us did not because I had never, I hadn't thought about it. I knew nothing. Zero. Zero. So what is your gut reaction to it? 
uh, Katie, what you, what's the first, like, when you, you, you were in it, you were like, what the fuck did Alex make me do? Or yeah. were you like, oh, this is kind of fun? It's just so heavy handed and, yeah. like, not, it's so transparent and, like, really obviously you could predict, like, everything. The mom tear, and I'm like, she closes the door, you see, like, a sliver of tear. Oh, yeah. So and her. That's what. Oh, that's when the then little Seth is like, "I don't love you, mom. I wish you were dead." And well, I the, that was not even a moment to elicit a tear from a mom. I, kids have said so much worse things. He said, "I'd be worse without a mom." He didn't even say, "I don't love you." He didn't right. say, "I hate you." He didn't say, "You're ruining my life." He just said, "I'd be better without a mom." Well, if you can't handle an eight-year-old telling you that without breaking into tears, yeah. you're gonna have a really hard time being a mom in general. Wait until this kid's a teenager. Or rather, that's not really what moms do. Moms are hella yeah. tough, and like yeah. you know, yeah. Most moms would be like, "Fuck you!" Open the wine and like, <laughs> yeah, chill. Well, it, or or else they're like super tired and like she's been working really hard all day. And husband, um, she's married to the guy from Sports Night, so that's not great. I love that guy, Tom Everett Scott. Is that Sports Night or is he a different guy? He's a uh, different guy. Oh, anyway, he looks like the guy from Sports Night. He's the guy from La La Land. Yes. Yeah. So she, you're like, so you're married to that guy, and he's like charming but can't really act. So that's a bummer. And then he's like, "I'm not coming home tonight because of the rain." And you're like, "That sounds like a lie." And so maybe she had a lot going on. And so when the kids said he'd be better off without a mom, she was like, this is just the straw on the camel's back. Tom Everett Scott, best known as Sticks in uh, That Thing You that Do. That Thing You Do. That's yeah. that's, his, his, that's his one hit wonder, yeah. ironically. <laughs> that's the movie that most people know him from. Oh, that's awesome. But he was also Dead Man on campus, campus with yeah. Mark Paul Glossler. Um, and he was in a miniseries about the 60s, I think, that I really like. It reminds me of the sports night. It's just weird. Like, what's so weird to me about that line that, like, you know, I'd be better off without a mom is that it feels like, like a walked back thing. Like a Disney was like, oh no, we can't have it too harsh, right? We got, we got to have it mm-hmm. like. But it's, it's what's so weird about the whole movie is like so tonally inconsistent. Like that is really soft, but then it also deals with like this kid who has his horrible survivor's guilt because he loved us. He was too good of a kid, so he got his mother murdered. And then it's like this yeah. whole weird totalitarian alien government. Like, it's just, it's all these weird, like, the movie gets darker than that. So it's so yeah. weird that they would pull that punch yeah. early on. Yeah. Um, that, so she cries because he says that. Other kid, his mom was murdered in front of him and he lived a life with no friends for 30 years right. alone yeah. on a desert planet uh, and is, just came out of it quirky. Yeah, that's an example of that guy's storyline was harmed because it was too realistic looking. Oh yeah, to me, yeah. I think if that was more cartoony, that would have been funny. Like a man child is always pretty funny to me. Yeah, I, ugh, I don't know. I was kind of hoping he'd get vaporized early on. He started to gr- he started to irritate me. But then when I watched them goofing around with their motion capture suits on, I was like, oh, he seems fun. Did you get that guy remind you of any anybody? The guy on South Park who plays Wow and does have has no oh, life. Oh yeah, yeah, the gamer <laughs> guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking it looks about. Looks exactly so, like yeah. him. So, look at South Park. That's not a great compliment. Yeah, yeah isn't he gamer wow. guy? Yeah, it's the Wow guy. Yeah. yeah. I uh, have a different person. Yeah, who are you thinking? Kevin Meany. From he's yeah. a stand-up comedian. Passed away last year. He right? passed away very recently. I'm passing around a picture right now. Um, American stand-up. I thought he was Canadian, but he was I American. Mean, he looks a lot like, more than any of the other actors, he looks the most like himself. Like, he, yeah. he's just Dan Fogel. Like, that's what he looked like to me. What is, so what do I know Dan Fogel from? Uh, he was in, like, Fantastic Beasts last year. Okay. Uh, he, he's been in a bunch of yeah. weird, small, random stuff. I think I like him as an actor, and I just hated this character so much. Yeah. And it was so weird that he was like... Because uh, his thing... So his thing is... 
uh, every th- okay, just to uh, explain the plot Go instead ahead. of just telling, describing pictures to people. Here's the plot. Uh, this kid, so okay, no, sorry, Mars. Uh, babies pop out of the dirt every 25 years. They have robots to nanny, but those robot program the programming on those robots is not reusable from one generation to another. So every 25 years, they need to steal a mom, vaporize her, and put the brain of her momming ability into a robot, which makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. Well, they focus solar solar winds is how they do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. If you had said solar winds, I would that make more sense. Um, so they took that. But then what, ha- so what happened is uh, 25 years ago, this kid was kidnapped. His mom and him were kidnapped. His mom was murdered in front of him with solar winds. He lived alone in the trash pile. Is a super genius. Became a marvelous inventor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a steampunk genius. A translator genius. headset. He learned yeah. their language yeah. and can translate it simultaneously. Yeah, he built a real-time translation engine with uh, artificial intelligence. and Yeah, it was very impressive. Because um, like the whole Earth has not been able to do that as well as you did by yourself yeah, in a trash Alex, pile on Mars. He's really smart. So <laughs> trauma will do to you. I mean, yeah, super why do you lonely. His, That's the key. Why yeah. do you think his mom loved him so much? Yeah, <laughs> he was so impressed. But so he's he just lives in this trash pile. New kid shows up because his mom's going to be murdered. 40 and, years later. Yeah. And instead of being like, I'll help you save your mom. He's like, cool, new friend. And then just waits for the mom to be murdered. That's, so he, it's like in Casper when the ghosts like Casper's dad a lot and they end up killing him yeah. so that he can be a ghost and so hang out hang forever. Out. Yeah. It's that misguided lonely. It's a thing. It's a trope. Yeah. Yeah. The it's trope also- of like, well, we'll just kill you so I can have a friend. Pretty much. That's a gnarly trope. Well, I don't know. That kid, that kid went through some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a weird, it was a real weird storyline. It just made him a quirky genius. Um, I mean, the, the so, I, I mean, the feels, the feeling related to this has got so much to do with the look. You keep saying Snapchat. I think it looks kind of like an N64 cutscene. It looks so garbage. Yeah. I mean, I have, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that was so aggressively unwatchable. Like, yeah. just unpleasant. Visually. Yeah, yeah, And it, it is one of those things, like, there are certain elements, like, there are certain scenes uh, that, like, s- like, seconds that look really good. There are just, like, these little passing moments when things, like, oh, that, like, that's actually, like, a really beautiful, like, shot right I there. I like the design of the aliens, yes. you and know? like They're okay because they're not people, so there's no Uncanny yeah. Valley. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, that looks like whatever I want. And it's crazy. Like. like This was a, what, a year after Avatar, and then like yeah. maybe yeah. around the same time as Tintin, which I think both both use a lot of the same technology and look so much better. Like Tintin has a lot of the same, co- but they go for more of like yeah. a cartoony look. Right. And then Avatar looks... So Avatar is a completely different company yeah. route yeah, yeah. because what is with these like other beings with dreadlocks oh, right. as sort of <laughs> yeah. this like you know sort of like colored like yeah, ethnic other yeah. that's always been a thing you the predator has dreadlocks i mean that's oh. been around like what so maybe we just maybe point. we just assume once you go into space it's just more it's like a convenience thing if you have your hair dreaded then you don't have to worry about like Where's just subliminal kind of othering of black people? Bu- yeah, subliminal othering, like, and that's and they're like, you know, and they're like being taken over by this like dictator, and it's yeah. like, well, okay, so I just popped into IMDb and I was like, oh, what's this? <laughs> the crack it's, research department is brought back. <laughs> uh, uh, what's this? A bunch of comments about uh, about this being a misandrist film. 
Oh. So yeah. there's all these people who are who are like, oh, this is gynocentric. It's a woman-based yeah. society. And like, where are the men? They throw them away. They throw yeah. them away. Yeah. It's like nod to like China maybe or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's like all so just loaded Wait, and I'm, too I'm much s- for Disney. Man, this is embarrassing. Is misandrous, that's the what? Hatred of men. That's the opposite of misogyny? Yeah. yeah. The guy, the gyno, women, androgynous means both andro and guy. And what's oh. funny is remember at the beginning of this Jesus. where I was like moms are centered in this movie. He's like, it's gynocentric. And I'm like, yeah, but can't we have one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess please. that's so interesting because I felt like one of the things that's so weird about it is it's ostensibly a movie about moms and then we just have to follow this boy kid right. and his boy child yeah. father like it feels like it it's a boy, a boy movie child. yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's gynocentric uh, to me like well, I, mean, I would be fine the, with that it, it just feels like i just hate this kid and their I hate this society guy's... is gynocentric is. or whatever to yeah. me i i got this sense that Make this movie miracle. was yeah. like uh, I came from someone who really hated their mother-in-law. Yes, you know what I mean. Like it kind of has that sort of feel to it. Like that, it's sort of view of like mother-son relationships, and it's like this. I don't know. I felt like it, the the way that they portray like the villains was very specific. Like their yeah. whole like view and what they're trying to accomplish. They're like, yeah, it's like Don Drapery, like like. It's there is this storyline about what what moms do when they're not just momming. Yeah. You know, and it's like that world doesn't exist. Moms only exist to serve their children. So it's this like yeah. sexist thing in that, you know, not, women aren't whole people, they're mothers. Yeah. You know, so that's my like that's where I think the like patriarchy feels like old and icky about it. But yeah, cuz the kid doesn't yeah. learn to appreciate his mother. He comes to learn to appreciate the things she does for him. Right, she right. does yeah. this for me, she does yeah. this for me. It's not oh, like yeah, she yeah. sacrifices this for me. She's a fucking badass, like, yeah. last action hero. Or even a person. Yeah, or even yeah, a she, person. We know he's, nothing about her. He's like, he has than. to explain to the dumb boy aliens. He's like, no, it's my mom. You know, she she washes my clothes. She washes my vacuums. clothes. She vacuums for me. She va- Yeah, at no point is like, this is a person. Yeah, like Her a- name's Joan <laughs> Cusack. Yeah. She's, she's got an Emmy. Yeah. She's one of the top five Cusacks. And in yeah. it, <laughs> in it, all she wants is his approval. It's not like, oh, yeah. I wish I could like go hang out with my friends, or like, yeah. oh, I wish I could like go back to work. She is brought to tears because you know he says something that she knows not true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah, and that's all she exists for. Oh uh, yeah. What's so? But what's fascinating from this to me though is that is that you could make a movie that is so. Right misogynist and, and misandrist yeah, yeah. that both sides are like wait a second yeah th- th- fuck this movie like I everyone's think it's together mostly misogynist but mra people can are see, also mad about it can see issues with even the conversation right which is what it is right it's centering moms so like disney can try to have a conversation about women but they screwed it up it's like a hundred percent and then men still have a problem yeah so that's, that's called funny. white male fragility everyone mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. well uh, and in the end the men the the male aliens save the babies yes. and then the boy and gribble save the mom i mean like the yeah mom sacrifices the men save. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. really hoping this as a side note, I was really hoping that the end of this movie would just be like uh, a, a like a relay race of people giving helmets. Like I thought it would <laughs> if he came over and took off his helmet sure. and put it on right. the mom 
and then somebody else came over Bucket and took off game. the helmet. It just if it just so did to explain, that. Explain, so to explain, they're uh, they're trying to run away from the aliens. It's mom and child, and they have these helmets on because it's Mars. And he trips, and apparently they didn't bother to make these uh, crack resistant the no. space helmets so he trips helmet explodes he's dying mom sacrifices herself by taking her bubble helmet off putting it on the kid and i've seen total recall so i know what happens when you uh, expose to the yep. vacuum of mose yeah that's not what happens not in this great. movie. no but I, I you said a realist so you thought they were gonna like just i but they could have just handed it back and forth yeah like if you i was like he he's like like oh. in water world yes exactly yeah. Uh, or they could have kissed. Nobody I was afraid that was <laughs> like the mermaids and Hook. That's what I thought yeah. they were going to do at I first. And th- but also once he's got the helmet on and he can breathe, at no point is he like, "Well, I'll just give it back to you so you can breathe." She we'll breaks take off turns. the thing. Yeah, she breaks oh. off yeah. the thing. But it's also like he can leap fifty feet in a single bound, and he's just like sits there and he's like, "Oh man," <laughs> and like that well, is a. Like, that she breaks off the thing. That's like mom's sacrifice, yeah. ultimate sacrifice, right. and a man would save. But if she blocks the man from saving, that's the gender has played itself out to the very end. So uh, the other thing uh, that I such a, I'm being such a wet blanket. I'm so sorry. no no it's no. It's not like anyone here is defending the movie. Like, it's not like <laughs> I know, anyone has vested interest in this no, no. piece of shit. All film, I see which... is problematic. Yeah. yeah. Well. In this case, I think you're right. Uh, Thanks. I mean, I think you're usually right, but and I and I do think it, that's an important. Actually, you're right this time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. But uh, I do well. I guess don't feel bad. This is an important part. I think of Rian Weep. I want us to talk about this sort of thing. Good. So this is great. This is really cool. Um, and I do think it's garbage. Uh, the ending though. We'll talk about the ending real quick. So after that, uh, they save each other. Or the guy saves them. They leave. Whatever. They go back home. Uh, one hit wonder. His plane is landing. Tom Everett Scott. Tom Everett Scott is back home. And the ending of the movie is uh, mom is like, he's like, have you been up to something? And she's like, nah. And that's the end of the movie. So uh, the other kid on Mars is going to fuck the alien. And then uh, so this kid and his mom are just going to lie to dad forever about having gone to Mars and come back in wow. a day. Well, I mean, I, I also I want to. I think it's important. The guy's not going back to Mars just to fuck an alien, right? That's one of it. No, He's no, no. going back He's to be like staying on Mars the, to fuck an alien. The totally different. Of an advanced race of totalitarian, now colorful aliens with all these crazy ships and weapons. Like the one fact of that whom they're still going like a standing army at the end, but now they have colors on them. Like I love that they're like we don't demilitarize. Right, this right, right. Force. We just painted our we just painted black them, jackets. They're still there in the full armor <laughs> and weapons and it's like now we're just like now we're just raving out with guns. Isn't that way better? <laughs> oh yeah, and then the kid okay, so the kid brings home a laser blaster with like yeah. a few shots left to Earth. This is a kid not super smart. Uh been in a lot of fights recently. So he's going to come back to Earth. Mom's going to lie to Dad forever about Mars, and Kid's going to vaporize a human. Right? I mean, there's no Is way there's the a point? good thing yeah. that happens at the end of this movie. They are fucked. Yeah. Roll the credits. Hey, yeah. look at these outtakes. <laughs> yeah. Look at the weird bubbles we put on our faces. Anyway, it really bugged me. The ending it was so stupid. I have one Ooh. special thing that I haven't talked about yet. I yeah. watched this movie with my niece, oh. thinking, oh. "Oh, a child might enjoy this movie oh. because it's a cartoon or something." Oops, a cartoon or something, something is yeah. the yeah. best. It's a very yeah. good yeah. way to say. Of it. Um, so my my baby niece is is a is a baby, and she's a, a about a year and change years old, and she'll watch anything that's animated. But what I realized, she got a lot. She she was really bored. 
because mm-hmm. the landscapes are so boring. Yeah. Did you guys notice that? Oh. Like, isn't there, what, you guys know a lot about animation. Isn't there, like, a, a person whose job it is just to, like, look at the layers of the thing and the yeah. backdrop? Yeah, and definitely. Like, a graphic designer, like yeah. an intern to yeah. throw some trees in there or something? Yeah, yeah I, I thought, like, Well, the... it's Mars, so there can't be that many trees. Something, a crater, something. <laughs> Space gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes, haters, and I made myself so easy to love. Yeah. Yeah. How much they hate it. Uh, now it's time for lightning bonus round. We're going into lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're gonna finish this shit up. Lightning bonus round is our mini game segment. I have uh, two quick games for you. The first one is, uh, let's. What would you guys rather do? How would you rather waste? Two hundred million dollars. So if you, <laughs> it, so and it's important that you're wasting it. So you can't get anything good at the end of the day. What would you put two hundred million dollars into, and not have anything to show for it? I uh, I can give you some. Uh, this is uh, I got some feedback from our our listeners. But if you have anything, I wanted to start with you guys. Uh, give us, give me All right, example. let's go. Let's go to the listeners. So um, uh. <laughs> Well, Emily on Facebook just said, put it in a duffel bag and light it on fire. And I think that's just a comment on how bad the movie is. Um, but some 200 people, million? $200 million. It's yeah. so, so much, much money, money to waste. To waste. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like the idea. So um, I think a SpaceX launch, I think like one of those rockets is like $100 million. So if you got two of those and just crashed them into each other, that'd be kind of fun. Drop like you, one on the other. That'd be pretty sweet. No, yeah, yeah. Or if you had a launch pad pointing down and one pointing up and just shot them at each other, or even just on their sides, you crash some stuff together on a rocket sled. How much do you think Disneyland makes in a day? A million? Ten oh, million? Probably more than that. Right? Hundred million? Maybe a hundred million. Okay. I don't know. That's a great question. Say, say it's a week. Two hundred million dollars is what Disneyland takes in in a week. Close. Disneyland for a week. No one goes in or out. Uh, That's what I would do to waste, and they would deserve hey, it. Okay, so our, I uh, I put our crack research team on it, <laughs> and I have an answer. So let's but let's take a guess. So what is your guess on how much Disneyland uh, grosses in a day? Seventy five million in a day. Fifty million. That's like eight. Really? Yeah. Is that too low? It's uh, too close. It's six point uh, two million in a yeah, day. So oh, it's way less. I, yeah. So they what? make thirteen thousand billion dollars, according to this, uh, in their six parks annually. So over a year in six part parks, so thirteen trillion. Uh, that doesn't seem right. Um, oh, this might be a British thing when they put a comma when they mean a period. Anyway, uh. um, anyway, so you get to about six point two million dollars per park per day. Uh, that even the is main an one, even Disneyland. Okay, the main close one. Disneyland for yeah, close two million divided by six. Yeah, two two hundred million divided by six. Two hundred million divided yep. by six. Forty. Forty days. Yeah. Forty days and forty Three nights <laughs> of just you running around Silence. Disneyland. That castle, oh. dark. No, nobody You're not gets go. it. Nobody. It's just closed. <laughs> And, it, and like the it. ribbon would be pulled across the gates, and it would say, because of Mars Needs Moms. <laughs> I do like that. Actually, that's kind of similar. So a couple of people had ideas for performance art pieces that you would lose $200 million making. So uh, this one's from Jeffrey. Um, rent out a southern mansion with a wide staircase leading to a central hallway on the second floor. Fly in a bunch of intellectual luminaries from around the country. 
have a cocktail party in the main room at the appointed time, clear a space on the stairs, and then a 1992 neon green Lotus Espirit comes blazing down the stairs playing La Cucaracha car horn, straight down the, uh, down the hallway, out the door, party's over, they leave. Three hours later, a phone bank goes to work, calls each guest, and asks them what they thought of it. I think uh, I'd go to Atlantic City. I think you could do that for less than two hundred million. By the way, yeah. I think you could pull that off for a million easily. I think for uh, what if I had to really waste two hundred million in style? Yeah, go down to Atlantic City, go into the shittiest casino I could find. Yeah, pit it all on black and walk away before it rolls. <laughs> just, just pit it all down and then just leave and let them fucking you guys sort that so out. I don't, I don't know think what that's happens. a thing. I don't think you could yeah. do that for a couple reasons, but I do like the idea that it hits. It's they it pays out four million dollars, four hundred million dollars, and then that's just a tip for one dealer. Yeah, exactly. Well, they pool tips, so everyone gets twenty million dollars that day. Tight. That's fun. I, I honestly, I also I think like. Spending a bunch of money to pit people in tight black suits and paint dots on their face is also a pretty good way <laughs> to waste two hundred million dollars. That's true. Like, you put them in like ten million dollar headgear. Uh, here's another public art pro- project. This is from Andrew on Facebook who said, um, uh, "Okay, s- uh, life size Smurfs and Smurf villages. Pepper them throughout the forest all over the world and keep them funded just to keep going in case anyone comes across them." I think you could do that for way less than two hundred million. Too. Well, you could get a lot of them, but yeah. also you have to keep them running in the forest. So it, dip, like, it would be like however long. Keep so for them six running, months, like what, like s- you'd have to get actors to be the Smurfs. Oh, you'd have to get but them food real, so would real life Smurfs be really small? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess I yeah. I was assuming they were human style, human size. Yeah, that's enlarged. Well, when you assume, you make an ass. Oh, and he. It's <laughs> a good point. Out of. Alex, you mean Dean? Yeah. Um, uh, Andrew did say uh, that he would pay the actors who are being Smurfs at uh, equity scale, <laughs> so that's helpful. I would uh, support the union. I would find the two hundred celebrities or famous people who have the highest appearance fees, uh-huh. and I would send them to the birthday parties of their funniest haters <laughs> <laughs> to be roasted. Oh, yeah. But their agents will make them do it because they're making so much money. Oh, that's fun. What's, yeah, man, $200 million. I could... would give it to Seth Green so that he never works again. That's part of the deal. <laughs> oh, But yeah, then we all get something him. out of that. Good point. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then question number two, landing bonus round. Um, this is from Zach McFly on Twitter, who said, at Zach McFly, who says, um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase, but uh, Mars needs moms. What planet needs you? So obviously for me, it's Pizza Planet from the Pixar films. Really could use me. Or at least that's what I would like to be needed. Um, also, there's that new Super Earth that people are talking about, which we could maybe actually get to. So that's a real planet. But both of these are options. What planet needs you guys? Oh, and Zach, of course, says um, uh, the answer is naturally Uranus because I'm 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Tatooine. Ooh. Because it's kind of rough and tumble, yeah. And they, it seems like they need comedy and entertainment. Yeah, it's kind of an agrarian society, so they'd be happy to get some entertainers yeah, on the planet. Yeah, it's basically like you know the universe's road gig, <laughs> Tatooine. <laughs> you know, they need a singer for that band. Oh yeah, at Man, the cantina. I have played gigs worse than that cantina. I've played gigs where you beg someone to get their arm cut off with a laser, huh? Right? Am I right, hey, guys? Hey, how do I get some time at the uh, the Tatooine <laughs> Applebee's? Yeah. Who do yeah. I speak to? Oh man, all I there's an open mic at that cantina for sure. For sure. Oh man. 
I mean, that was a, that was you a should good hear fake riff. Some of uh, some of Hans' yeah. poetry. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of who's the one. Well, it's all those stormtroopers come in and just really ruin the party. It's like, oh, we don't really like comedy. Who shot first? Han. Who's oh, Greedo? Greedo. Yeah. Greedo's oh, poetry. Gre- That's who I wanted yeah. to say. That was pretty good. Thanks. Uh, also, yeah. Uh, what other what planet needs you, Katie? What planet needs me? Yep. Um, for the longest time, I actually had a blog called Peanut Planet. Really? And I MS painted little avatars and icons that were a peanut with Saturn's rings around it. And the idea was that was where I live. <laughs> and I haven't written in it in like seven years. Why? What was the significance of Peanut Planet to you? The of the blog itself. Well, no, the planet made I of just a peanut. It was really funny the idea of, to me of a of like a planet that has two spherical parts to it, <laughs> like a peanut. Were you ever worried um, that? Uh, there was a band called Peanut Planet that had released a bunch of uh, uh, relatively popular CDs and vinyl available at Discogs. I was aware. Com? Oh, I you were. <laughs> Wait, what are the dates on those? Uh, the research team is uh, not going to be fast enough. Because uh, I might have been the originator. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. These are. This looks like nineteen or two thousand fifteen. Yeah. It yeah. Then like I was definitely the originator. Although this graphic of a peanut. The peanut is orbiting a planet in this graphic. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make any wrong. sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, no, that's peanut free planet. Oh, I got so confused. That's a different. Yeah, thing. if you that's Google peanut planet in quotes, my blog will probably come okay. up. My peanut free planet sounds like a vegan mom website. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're like, wouldn't it be great if we had our own planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. They they call it PFP, and that's where they hang out. Uh, let's see. Are you awakenings? No, it's just. Google Peanut Planet in quotes. The birth of the Peanut Planet? Oh, yeah. Birth of Peanut Planet was my about page. Well, I started <laughs> in tw- 2002. Yeah, all yeah. right. Wow. Um, I'm saying. Some other suggestions we got from the listeners, uh, you guys can all check out. Uh, uh, ppbirth.blogspot.com. We'll oh find it. Oh, my God. That's just one of the pages on it. Oh, okay. Well, from there, you can click something. What's the actual? Peanutplanet.blogspot. That was when I was finagling. The blog site, the blogging platforms weren't very complicated back then. So yeah. to make my sub pages, like my about page and all that kind of stuff, I actually made other blogs and then messed with the HTML to link to oh. other blogs and I removed the coding that. I see. Yeah. So yeah. peanutplanet.blogspot.com. Cool. A peanut is really a nut. It's a legume. Just ask King Tut. It's not really a nut. That's it's not really a nut. actually a quote from Third Rock from the Sun. Ooh. It's when uh, Harry gets really into rhyming. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that show was so good. It's so good. Really fun insight into you. All right. So at uh ETC Girl the First, etc. Girl the First, I guess on Twitter. Uh why Planet X for its shaving cream Adam, of course. Hashtag Dutch Duck Dodgers. Not Dutch Dodgers. Duck ha- Dodgers. Adam? So Looney Tunes yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um The Shaving Cream Adam was there apparently. At Internet Mayor says, uh Planet of the Apes, but I wish it was Planet Claire. Isn't this Planet of the Apes what we're on right now? Yeah, it's Earth, yeah. Well, don't Eric. spoil it. You don't have to ruin it for... <laughs> his name's Internet Mayor. I like that you oh. call, assumed his name was Eric. Uh, I heard Eric. No, that's close enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bad news, buddy. It's here. You just stay here, and then every, like the statues are dirtier. Um, Sarah on Facebook says, uh, Prison Planet. Mm. You guys familiar with Prison Planet? Mm-mm. That's the, uh, uh, the website of 
uh, Alex, whatever his name is, the conspiracy theorist. Alex Jones. Yes, Alex Jones. That's the one. Yeah, it's his website is called Prison Planet, <laughs> and she said that's where that's what needs her because that guy would be so much better off with a single friend. <laughs> oh, that's really compassionate. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Is, you're really you're sacrificing yourself like a she's, mom, Sarah. She's the rose and the little prince. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, and Mark. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the only planet I, I mean I need to go to is the one that was promised to me by the Lord Jesus of Latter Day Saints <laughs> that I'm going to get after I pass away. Yeah. Doing my years on the mission, you know. Keep keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you yep. guys can talk all you want about your little make believe planets, right? <laughs> I got factual ones on lockdown. <laughs> we we appreciate you coming here to tell us about it, Elder. Yeah, have Lopez. you heard the good news? Anyway, uh, that is good news. Yeah. You I get got a, a planet. You get a planet. <laughs> That's pretty great news for you. You get a planet, and you get a planet. So, and then Martin on Facebook says, uh, "The planet that needs him is Lonely Planet, because we could exchange travel stories, and you wouldn't have to be so lonely anymore, little planet." Why are you making such an uh, uh, angry face about that, Katie? That's a it's a pun. <laughs> is that was your pun <laughs> face? Mm. Uh, I like. This it's one. a mixed pun. Though. It is mixed. It's like a mixed media pun installation. <laughs> Anthony kind of liked that one. I'm surprised. Um, all right. Anyway, so that's lighting bonus round. You can play along by going to facebook.com slash read and weep or on Twitter at read underscore weep. Uh, there's a question. usually comes out Thursday at some point, maybe early Friday, uh, about the topic. And we love to get your theories. We also, like Kyle, su- or sorry, not Kyle, uh, Zach suggested uh, what planet needs you. And so we'd also love to get suggestions for other uh, lighting bonus round games. Uh, and now it's time uh, we're going to finish this up we're going to wrap up with the minor compliment one more nice thing that you have to muster about uh, Mars Needs Moms we're going to go in reverse order so uh, let's see who's first Anthony you're up first um, I I like that this movie kind of killed the motion capture trend that yeah, was happening it was good you know? of them to do like, that like, you know, like there is like motion capture is an amazing technology. Like there yeah. is like films that use it very, very well. Uh, and but like this, like all motion capture. Name three thing that was ha- of like movies that use motion capture really well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say anything that Andy Serkis does. Like, I would say okay. like his work on like the new Planet of the Apes movies okay. is incredible. Oh, Gollum. Yeah. He's Gollum, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's Gollum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jungle Book used really great motion capture for a lot uh, of its yeah. stuff. For the animals? Yeah, like they like weird like props and stuff like that. Avatar, you know, I mean, like that was motion captured stuff too. Oh yeah, but that that's like that's movie that. That's like the golf balls on the outside of your body. Well, motion, yeah, it's just anything like actually capturing everything, like. So that's the golf. Yeah, it's the golf balls on their shirts, but also the freckles on their. They paint like sharpie freckles, so you can do their face stuff. Oh yeah. And like the the golf balls, they do that for a lot of video game stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say, I bet a lot of video games. A lot of video games have opinions. yeah. 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 So like you know, it's it's great technology for that, but like when it was. It's it's just like you know like the the thing that uh, people always say about like you know are you trying to like use special effects to tell your story or have a story right. to show your special effects? Yeah. Like I really feel like all of these Robert Zemeckis movies, especially Robert Zemeckis, like Robert Zemeckis didn't direct this, but like he produced it. But like he was like he's such a great like director who is so innovative and just like really leaned into making these movies. And none of them were great. None of them looked like no. they needed to be this way. They weren't like doing am- amazing things with the technology. I Stick think. Stick to your day jobs, Zemeckis. Yeah. <laughs> Making the best movies of all time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, That's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, it's a weird thing to fail at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so like uh, obviously a lot of his movies are really good, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit is not only my one of my favorite films of all time. I just 
love that movie to death and also uses animation and live action in yeah. a really interesting yeah. way and so he has this in him he just decided to go all in on a bad <laughs> yeah. technology yeah. i mean you look at things like even like people forget like forrest gump has so much like cg and oh, like yeah. really right. stuff right, in it right. yeah. like it's a really Nixon subtle and well Elvis. right yeah. yeah really subtle uh that they photoshopped forrest gump into a bunch of film well yeah. i don't even mean that i mean like the stuff with like lieutenant dan's legs oh, and yeah, things. Yeah. there's like there's a lot of That's amazing right. effects work in forrest well, gump the That's amazing like, thing is that they sewed his legs back on after the movie was over <laughs> that's the those surgeons but are not getting enough credit it's like how did they get that feather to do that thing <laughs> where it floats <laughs> mm-hmm. but he always was just like really innovative he yeah, just leaned yeah. in a little bit too hard into this and yeah. the wrong t- the wrong yeah. moment and ruined yeah. 450 people's lives yeah oh um God. anyway my minor compliment is uh, uh the the big hips on the martian ladies well that was fun <laughs> just like the big hips uh, they had like they had uh th- they reminded me of the of the mother in the Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does have the big she hips had, too. She had great big hips. Or uh, the mom on Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like cartoons with big hips. Apparently, I didn't Alex, realize all about, about that ass. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, what I like in the Incredibles, it was like I was like a teenager, and so it was sort of like, oh, this is like uh, an adult, not just like a. Like a, a young hot lady. This is like what adults look like now. And I thought it was yeah, with nice. the thigh gap and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not great. <laughs> no, one, no one said that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie. Anyone, ladies and gentlemen? Your, your minor compliment. Uh, there was this one part that like I was getting really frustrated because it's taking too long, but then I realized it's actually pretty realistic. When the kid is... Um, Arguing with his mom at the beginning over and over again. She's like, oh, you poisoned the cat. Like, oh, yeah. it was, it was yeah. poison for the cat. It was poison for me. She's yeah. like, it's not poison for you. It's poison for the cat. And then, you know, like, oh, get to bed. You say get to bed. Get to and then the movie was very grating. But I'm like, that is actually actually exactly what yeah. kids are like. And they yeah. will just keep pushing you. It just did did seem a little bit incongruous with the idea that she's like this mom who has everything under control. But then you actually zoom in and she doesn't seem to have everything under control. Are you saying, like, uh, that Mars picked a shitty mom and there are better moms to get? They seemed to pick her because she was able to get him to obey, but right. clearly she was not. Right, yeah, because their, their whole thing, supposedly, that Mars wanted, all they wanted was discipline. They didn't care about anything else, which is weird because she did not seem like that strict of a mom. She seemed like a normal mm. mom. There's so many meaner, stricter parents that you could use for programming this robot brain. I can't get over the fact that they can't just use the program from last time, um, that they like burned that program when they use it. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. They, the kids are they can be really annoying. The kid was pretty realistic. What's less moments. realistic is that he like learned his lesson and now he loves his mom. Well, I don't know. I mean, we don't. That's based on what we know of kids who haven't been abducted by aliens. That's true. <laughs> and how the fuck are you gonna accidentally abduct not one but two different children? Yeah, both back times to back, the boy like, accidentally got caught up in the wheels or something. You guys really need. Do you think? Hey, next time let's not take the kid too you know right and then they found him within 10 minutes of his new the new friend so it's like how did you not notice this weird steampunk genius living in your garbage for 25 <laughs> years uh, did anyone else think like I, I i thought during the movie when they showed the trash thing underneath like mm-hmm. well no wonder you know their climate's all fucked up look at they're <laughs> just really trashing their own planet you know well, but tr- what's interesting is that they live inside, keep the trash inside, instead of putting it outside yeah. where no one is and no one cares. That's a good point. Uh, Bree, that leaves you. What's your minor compliment? Y'all, there was a lighthouse that guided me through the rough waters of this film, <laughs> and that tall white house was Joan Cusack. Aww. She's got such a great voice. 
Yeah. I love her in everything that she does. She's a great actress. I'm instantly sympathetic. She has sort of a mom vibe. She has since yeah. the beginning of her she career. She plays a lot of moms. Yeah. And I love her. And, um, you know, she, you know, they really misused her, right? Because yeah. she's not in much of the movie uh, until, you know, she's abducted and then at the very end. But uh, she really is a treat. And uh, go, go team Joan Cusack. She's terrific. And her name sounds like a pill that treats depression. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> uh, oh, I said top five. Uh, I don't know Anne Cusack very well. You guys know Anne Cusack? No idea. Anyway, that's, she's. I uh, mean, I know a Anne Cus a Cusack. Cause that's what you asked. She me. had a minor role in the 1996 comedy Multiplicity. I that's love Multiplicity. She, apparently, Anne is the least successful of the Cusacks. That's interesting. Least famous. Don't say that. Well, uh, no, because she has because Bill Cusack and Susie Cusack are not actors, so they are not mm. famous. She's the least famous of the people trying to be famous. Mm. It's it's the worst to try and fail. Yeah, that's why. And Anne Cusack knows that better than all of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that's it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. We are going to be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about The Fate of the Furious. It's time for Fast and Furious 8. Are you pumped, Anthony? I am very pumped. Ladies, are you pumped? Pump. Pump, 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 pump it up. Don't <laughs> that pumped. They fight a submarine I with cars. I heard about that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just can't. Spell fate for me. F8. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh... They were a f- uh, they're fader boys. I said, see you later, boys. Um, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm so excited about that. Uh, it's deep month. That is a deep. You okay, Brie? Yeah, finish your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong with my bra. Relax. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm so sorry. Just easily distracted. I should take some of that and Cusack. It'll really help me focus. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah. So this is we're deep in the series. This is the eighth movie in the series. <laughs> In the first one, they're like, we race cars. And now they're like, this submarine needs to be carred to death. I am so excited about it. And uh, uh, to our listeners who are wondering, I just want to just I want to not disappoint you next week. So I'm going to pre-disappoint you, which is that Chris and Tanya are not able to make it back to this episode. As much as we, they'd love to, and we would love to have them, they send their love. But they're super busy at work. So we will get them back on an episode sometime soon when their work release, releases the cruel, cruel, cruel grasp on their lives. Um, but they will watch it, and uh, so just they'll be here in spirit. And also, I want to send really quick before we leave a quick shout out to Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon, for hosting us. Um, they, I think they know we're here. Um, <laughs> so big credit to them for not opening the door to the green room while we recorded this. And uh, thanks to you guys for doing the show. It's so great. At Anthony Lopez Part Two. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. At KT Nuggin. Thank you very much. Uh, and at peanutplanet.blogspot.com. <laughs> you can yeah, find out yeah. what she thought was funny in 2002. Yeah. <laughs> she seems nervous about uh, did it. Did you guys hear that? That was Katie deactivating that website I'm gonna, already. I'm just going to give you a preview of the kind of 14-year-old I was. I wanted to be different. And so I didn't want to say LOL. And technically, since I didn't laugh out loud, I actually said L-O-Q, which stood for laughing out quietly. <laughs> so that's the kind of gem you're going to find all over <laughs> look, look, look. all over Peanut Planet, a if lot of L-O-Q. Take the trip to Peanut Planet, get some, get some good lokes out of it. 
<laughs> enjoy yourself. And uh, at Bree Pruitt on yeah. Twitter. Thanks for being here. Thanks, again. Alex. So good. Um, and uh, at Earthquake Hurricane is our Twitter handle. You can see yeah. all yes. of us performing in some combination. Well, some combination of us performing at our show, Earthquake Hurricane. In Portland, Oregon, and uh, at comedy festivals occasionally around the world. Is it EQH Comedy? Oh, you're right. It is EQH Comedy. At EQH Comedy. Facebook.com slash Earthquake Hurricane, but at EQH Comedy on Twitter. Um, Which, by the way, not not, not the best name that anyone's ever come up with if you are in Los Angeles or New Orleans, we discovered. Both of those (laughs) places think that name is less funny than we do here. Uh, It's really really the name of the the comedy show is Disasters We Don't Worry About Here. (laughs) I guess we do worry about earthquakes. A weather yeah. privilege. <laughs> yeah, weather <laughs> privilege. Exactly. All right, we'll talk to everybody next week. Think, take care. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. We'll see you, Fader. Bye.